Today's message is entitled, Equipped with the Gospel. Uh, and this is um, very vital in our Christian walk to understand, especially as we go through um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 through 17, where we see just the need of this gospel in, uh, in the world today. Um, and this is what we see Paul explaining to Timothy. Timothy was his disciple, and he's um, giving him these words. And as we look at today's uh, passage in our intro, there's a question that I want to ask you here this, uh, this morning. Why is our life so incompatible with the gospel? And the reason why I ask this question is so many times we have a hard time trying to share this gospel with those who are around us. Um, it's too uh, religious or too cringy or too, um, like, what can you say, right? But why is that? Because our understanding is this. It's not a complete gospel. And we keep on replacing God with something else, or we always do this, Jesus plus something. <laughs> it's not Jesus only, but it's always Jesus plus something. And this is why we see this gospel not being the answer for this life. But we have to look at the early church. The early church were not crazy people. They were your everyday people. But they saw something in the gospel that changed their lives so much so that they were willing to go all in for this gospel. And it's almost like this. Coming to know this gospel is, is, is like this. Being able to tell the difference between ordinary versus professional. When we look at a lot of programs or a lot of like shorts, especially there's so many cooking videos and cooking shorts and cooking everything. Like even in Korean variety shows, so many cooking programs. If you go to Food Network, so many cooking programs, so many baking, <laughs> baking uh, contests and all these different things. But there's a difference. They're definitely using the same ingredients as me, but they're doing a much better job. <laughs> um, and it's this. We have the same standard when it comes to ingredients, me and you, regular or amateur <laughs> versus a professional. But utilizing the standard is different, right? They know because they've touched these ingredients so many times that they know the depth of flavor, they know flavor profiles, they know what flavors match with what other flavors, and they can experiment, right? They can work with things and create something new out of the same ingredients. And they can create like 50 dishes with the same ingredients, but me, one dish. <laughs> because they've touched these ingredients so many times. When it comes to the gospel, we have to understand our standard is the same. The gospel message does not change. But the way we utilize it, the way we relay this gospel message, that needs to change. What needs to change is that we need to have more touches with this gospel. 
we just assume the same way of relaying, the same way of proclaiming, and we don't like it, so then we never touch it again. You're just like, ew. <laughs> you know, it's like an amateur creating something with the same ingredients and it tastes bad versus a pro chef that will use the same ingredients and create something delicious. Same ingredients, but different use, right? When it comes to the gospel, that's something that we have to understand. If we're not enjoying this on a daily basis, we're not touching this gospel enough. We don't know this gospel well enough because this early church, they were ordinary people but willing to die for this message, willing to not only die but live for this message. Why? Because they saw in it the full value of this gospel. They saw what the world couldn't offer that this gospel was able to provide. And this is something that we really do need to think through because this is what our world still needs today. And Paul, he starts off with this true testimony, right? You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim of life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings. All these things... Timothy was able to see through Paul's life. This younger uh, you know, minister, this younger person in the gospel, Paul was able to show through his life the power of God. But when it comes to the true gospel, there is persecution. However, we all face hardships, but there is a persecution that comes from the true gospel. But it's not as what you think. Because suffering from something that is worth living for and worth dying for is different than just, you know, trying to live for a cause. <laughs> There's a value to what this gospel provided the early church. It wasn't just, this is our club. We're going to, you know, keep it as best as we can. But there is a very famous uh, Jewish teacher in the, old, uh, in the New Testament uh, that, that was saying, if this is something from man, it will fade away. But if it's something from God, then it will stand. If it's man-made, it will not last. The early church wasn't seeking man-made things. You have to understand, a lot of these people, they, they were sinners. They were broken people. Yes, there were uh, well-off people as well, business people as well as those who were more educated that were part of the early church. But a lot of these people were broken people. And they all faced hardships, but they knew the value of the gospel. They knew that in it, they were not alone. A lot of people today, they live alone. They try to do life alone. Yes, there's people around them. There, you know, um, people, coworkers. There's fellow students, but there's students today that are that don't see where life is taking them. They're like, "What's the point of life?" There's so many young people today that are struggling with 
the idea of suicide or the idea of, you know, not seeing much for their life because they're doing this all alone. But what we see through the gospel is that we're not alone, right? That God, he is in our midst. That he is one who has a plan for us. That though we face hardships and though we face persecution, there are always answers. And that's what the early church experienced. They experienced the power of God because they held on to this gospel. They held on to the word. They held on to the fact that they were not alone. This is what Satan tries to do so much. He tries to make us fight alone. He doesn't want you to hang on to Christ. He wants you to hang on to your guilt. He wants you to hang on to your sin. He wants you to feel like God doesn't care because you don't care about him. So that means God shouldn't care about you. Satan does everything so that that path to grace gets cut off because that's our answer. But when we, in our state, no matter how far or near we may feel from God, but when we turn to him, we're then able to experience the power of God. This is the true testimony that Paul was able to share with Timothy. He was able to personalize this gospel. He was able to have so many touches with this gospel where he tells Timothy, look, you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim of life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecution, and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet, from them all, the Lord rescued me. Every step of the way, the Lord provided the answers he needed to face the persecutions. And some of us may think, I don't want to be persecuted at all. <laughs> but we have to see what we're, what we're comparing with this gospel. We have to understand the state of this world. Once again, this question, what are you living for? And what is, what is it that is worth dying for? Have you ever thought about that? Like, what is worth dying for? What, what are you willing to die for? Have you ever thought of that question? Like we, we're in such a, you know, time of peace in this nation. Yes, there's a lot of noise out there definitely and rumors of war and all that stuff. However, we're actually in a very good spot. Uh, very blessed to be here in the United States. So this question of what is worth dying for doesn't really, it's not real to us, let's say, than a person right now in Ukraine where death is, you know, it can happen any day because of wartime. What is worth dying for, right? You see, the world standard and what people are actually dying for without choice is this. It says that there are evil people and the world is filled with imposters. And this is so true. <laughs> when we look at today's politics, when we look at even war, uh, work politics, there are so many people that are like this. And it says that their condition goes from bad to worse, and that they are deceiving, and they are also being deceived. 
you're just trying not to be the last one, right? It has to all balance out. Like, I'm not going to be the last one to get deceived. I'm going to at least recoup a little bit and not be the last one to get totally uh, messed up. <laughs> this is the world standard. This is how the work, a lot of workplaces work. You don't want to be the one caught at the very end. But this pattern that we see in today's culture is not a good pattern. This is a pattern that will lead to destruction. This is not a good pattern to our culture, to life. This is actually a path towards death. You die, I die. That's what this ideology is. And this is very much Satan's ideology from the beginning. Satan knows that he is doomed. I die, you die is his goal. And that's what the world reflects. Moving from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. It says in verse 12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You see, this is the difference. What are you willing to live for and what are you willing to die for? The world standard is no good because this will kill our future generations. We might be okay, but the next generation will be messed up through the decisions we make today. We don't think it'll harm anybody because we are not the ones getting harmed. As long as my people are okay, but it will come back because when the field that we are in is hurt, the hurt field will come back to haunt us. It's just how things are because we live in a world of people. <laughs> uh, we live in a world that is very broken. And when hurt people are scarred and that much deeper, um, they share that scar and hurt, um, sadly. And so we really need to think what we need to do today, where we cannot raise a powerless generation, right? As, you know, more children are being born in our church, <laughs> we really need to establish our kids and establish ourselves in the gospel because there is no tool to overcome the state of this world to die for this pattern from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, it'll, it's a crash course to destruction. And this is not what our future generation needs. Our future generation really needs to be established in life movement. Bringing people to life, not killing, not deceiving. This is what the early church was living for. This is what the early church was willing to die for. Not just to save themselves, not just to get benefits because they're the early church, but 
to save the future generation. And this is what the early church did. They sowed in the gospel so much so that Rome was totally dismantled by this small group of believers. So what are we to do? We need to learn how to navigate through the religious and political world that we live in. So many times people get stuck or people play that uh, you know, Christian card, especially in today's politics. Uh, I had a good conversation with uh, one student who is uh, in, in Pennsylvania, and that, that was a pretty crazy state this past election um, due to its uh, swing state nature, but made some very good points. I'm not here to <laughs> preach politics. Um, I, I see politics very simply. It's, it's a popularity contest. You know, who can get more people on whose side? And that's the winner. That's politics in a nutshell. It does, it's not based on truth. It's not based on anything meaningful per se. It's a popularity contest. Um, and he's saying, like, I don't like it when a lot of politicians hide behind Christianity. And I'm like, that's so true. Because that's not true. Like, that's... Do they really mean what they're saying or do they just want the Christian vote, you know? And I, I totally was on the same page uh, when it came to that, that statement. And it's not about who's the best candidate anymore. It's about, are you red? Are you blue? Vote blue. You know, Maryland, every, every ad that I got in my mail is like, it doesn't say why the candidate is good or what, what are their, you know, what makes them just, ready for this uh, position, it says, vote blue, <laughs> vote Democrats. And I'm like, wow, that's very convincing. <laughs> but where he's at, it's like, vote red, Republicans, you know? And it's just like, what are, we, what are we doing here? This doesn't make sense anymore. And as Christians, we actually need to transcend these, these labels to really see what is it that God wants, not what people are saying, and it's just being words, like air. <laughs> we can't just base our life on hot air, but on the word of God. This is what the early church held on to. This is how they were able to navigate through the persecution, through the religious, you know, not gospel, but man-made religion landscape as well as the political landscape that they were in. So we need to know the word and know this gospel. We need touches on this gospel, just like the professional chef, right? They know these ingredients so well. We too need to know this gospel so well. So we know how to relay this gospel. So we know how to share this gospel. You know, cook up something good <laughs> to share with people because the gospel is good news. But is it for you? And that's why we need more touches with this gospel. The word is what equips us to navigate, right? And we are not studying the Bible 
That's not our goal. But rather, it's learning to communicate with God. Like, that's our goal. Yes, studying the Bible is important, but guess what? A lot of unbelievers, they study the Bible too. There's a lot of uh, theologians that are not Christians. They study the Bible as like a textbook. They study the, the languages, but they have no faith at all. Because their intention is not to know the living God. Their intention is just to create scholarly papers and, you know, sound very smart <laughs> when it comes to theology, but it's all about relationship with God, building this communication, building this relationship with him. So our conclusion is this. We need to be professional <laughs> with the gospel. And I don't mean like professional as in like, have to look all proper and stuff like that, but just like a chef, professional chef, right? We need to know what we're working with. We need to know this gospel so well that we can be creative with how we express it. The gospel, st the standard doesn't change. The ingredients that the chef doesn't transform into another ingredient, they're the same. If I use the ingredients, it's the same ingredients, but they know how to use these ingredients. We need to know how to use this gospel in such a way to relay this gospel, this good news to the world that is around us. If we don't know how to do that, we need to go back into the gospel ourselves and come to enjoyment. We need to enjoy this gospel. If we don't enjoy this gospel, then we won't touch it. <laughs> we won't take a look at it. We're just like, Sunday is enough. Sunday is not enough. An hour of worship a week cannot all of a sudden build a relationship. It's like, can you build a loving relationship with just one hour a week? It's hard. Maybe you could, but then there's no depth to that relationship. What we're building is beyond an acquaintance with God, but a loving relationship with Him. And that involves time. Begin with the word that we receive here today and pray. And don't navigate through life by yourself. It's never meant for you to do alone. And with the power that God gives us through his word, we must raise the field in the next generation. And it comes down to this question. What's God's absolute plan for you, for me? This is the question that really led me to where I am today because where God wants me to be, there he will provide the means for me to remain there. He will provide the means mentally, emotionally, physically to accomplish what he is asking me to do. Wherever you are planning to go career-wise, wherever you plan to go study-wise, what have you, ask this question. God, what's your plan for me here? Or if you're in, in the midst of making a decision, God, where do you want me to be? 
because that's where I want to go. This is the type of trust and relationship we're building when it comes to this gospel that God has given us. Because he wants not only for us to know this gospel, but to be equipped with it so that we are not lost. Verses 14 through 17, I'll read, and um, we'll end our message here today. But it reads uh, as so. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and how firmly and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God, including women, may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen. Um, this is so important for us to understand that God, he has prepared us by his word and it is profitable, not in the terms of making money, but meaning that it has value for the sake of teaching, for correcting, for reproving and training in righteousness so that we don't follow the same pattern of the world, which is going from bad to worse, from being deceived to deceiving, but rather a path towards life so that we'll be equipped to do every good work in Christ Jesus. And this is something that we have to come to enjoy. So as we begin this week, let's really um, take that time to be equipped with the gospel and really have touches with this gospel so that we can be uh, you know, professional with it and really be creative with it to create this platform so people can come to know life in Jesus Christ.